Welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Okay, you didn't. You really did not celebrate them. Hallelujah. Has anybody gone yet? Has anybody gone? I told you you won't be able to go, right? Because there's so much for every one of us. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Redeems Fellowship. Let's put our hands together for them. It was an interesting piece. And... Um, What's his name again? MC MC Noble. It's Richard Seifa. We know him as that. It's Seifa. Thank you so much. God don't save you. To say you fall my hand, you for see. You know, we're negotiating. You sure say if it's. Say my pastor, go down. Say if you mess me up, if you enter trouble, and this is not your last chance. But. I want to boldly say you try. Amen. So that means there is hope for the future. In career, don't they sell you? Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just bow our heads. Father in heaven, we thank you for a wonderful night. Thank you for loving renaissance. Thank you for the lovely people gathered here tonight. Thank you for the entrance of your word brings light and understanding to every heart. I pray that tonight, every relationship, every marriage will step up to its next level in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your wisdom. We stand to speak as oracles. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have a very short time left. But please, I want to recognize all the husbands in the house. You are a husband in the house. Please rise up on your feet. Let's celebrate the husbands in Renaissance Assembly. Come on, put those hands together. Those that are here, I know they are not all here, but let's celebrate those that are here. Are you clapping? These people have crossed miles to get here. Thank you so much. If your wife is here, please can she rise up with you. Let's celebrate the leading ladies. All wives in the house, where are they? Okay, I don't know why you're not sitting with your husband tonight. Where are they? You should be sitting with your better half tonight. All right, relocate, please. Relocate, relocate husbands and wives very quickly. Sit with your loved ones tonight. You know, I could just spontaneously say, kiss your wife. You know, such things can happen tonight. You know, so you have to be around your hussy. Amen. You may please be seated. Thank you so much. Oroku, I say, sit near your husband. Before I bring you on stage to sit with him. <laughs> And we use you as a model for everything we want to teach tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. First, I want to appreciate every one of you 
for making out time to be here this evening. It's love in Renaissance. It's our own way of celebrating love, our own way of celebrating ourselves. I've just recognized husbands and wives, but I know that we have people who have brought their spouses here tonight, and we want to also celebrate those bold brothers and sisters that have been able to bring their spouses. Put your hands together for them. If you are a sister, that means that that brother loves you, Chuchu, no be lying, if he brought you here tonight. So please, as you celebrate this love or celebrate the Valentine season together, receive wisdom. It will help you go far. Amen. I watched the drama, the, the little musical drama, and um, something struck me. The two persons that came up on stage had a common problem, heartbreak, and um, not being satisfied with life and what life had to offer. Now, the truth of the matter is 80% of people, or even more, have such experiences. And that's not because that's God's will. I don't know how many of you have sat down to ask that question, why relationships? Why marriage? Can't we just stay on our own and live our lives and eventually go and be with the Lord? Must we marry? Must we be in relationships? I've heard some persons ask that question at certain points in their lives. And, um, you know, there are some questions you don't have answers to. And you just wait. Maybe probably when you go to heaven and meet with the Lord, you ask that question. But let me say this to you. The Bible makes us understand that everything God does is good. If God initiated relationship, if God initiated marriage, it then means that marriage is a good thing. Hallelujah. Some of you are sitting down here but are not yet convinced that marriage is a good thing. But this evening, I want that understanding to be in you to the point that you live here knowing that marriage is a good thing. You might have had bad experiences. Maybe you grew up in a family that had a bad report or a bad testimony of marriage. Maybe you are even experiencing marriage negatively or you have friends or relatives who have not had happy marriages and for that reason you have taught to yourself there is no need to be married there is no joy in being married there is no benefit in being married let me let you know tonight that when god does a thing when God is involved in anything, the Bible says it is good. Hallelujah. God never starts anything that is not good, that it's not perfect. So our starting point tonight is that we all must understand that marriage is a good thing. Marriage is wonderful. Because God was the one that said it's not good for a man to be alone. If anyone comes up to say it is good for man to be alone, 
then that person knows something that God does not know. Hallelujah. Almighty God that created Adam looked at him and said, It's not good for man to be alone. And by himself he decided to make Eve to be a companion to Adam. There are reasons for companionship. There is a reason or there are reasons for marriage. There are reasons for relationship. Now, the challenge many of us have is that we start a thing without a clear picture of purpose. Without a clear understanding of purpose. Without a clear picture of what we are getting into. Without a clear understanding of what relationship or marriage is all about. It's not just to have kids. It's not just to have a wedding. It's to have a life after the wedding. It's to live in accordance with God's will and fulfill God's purpose. So when we get hooked to someone, many are living according to what friends have said, or according to what they read in novels, or according to what they watched in movies rather than going to scripture to understand what God meant, what God initiated from the beginning, and how it's supposed to be. This evening, I want to share with us the secret to a happy married life. We might be single and ask the question, what concerns me about marriage? I have this answer for you. The reason why many marriages don't last is that people were not taught right before they got married. If you start now to learn what marriage is all about, when you get in, you will not have the struggles that maybe your relatives had, or your uncles had, or your parents had. If you have the right perspective before you get in, you will enjoy marriage. Most ladies are getting married because they are just seeking security. Oh, you have suffered too much and you don't want to suffer again, then you decide to marry. I beg, make I do marry, make suffer end. Oh, I beg, I won't marry, make suffer end. Now, that's a wrong perspective of what marriage is. And that's why when they get married and it's not looking like the suffer has come to an end, trouble begins. Many are thinking that, oh, let me get married and have a woman that does my laundry and does everything for me. I beg, I can't be buying food. I need someone cooking. I need someone cleaning. Someone has to be cleaning my house and tidying up the place. And that's the reason, that's the motivation for marriage. That's why they get married and the woman is not meeting up and there is chaos in the house. Some are getting married because they saw that the friends got married and the husband organized for them to travel abroad. So when she gets married and her spouse is not moving his muscle to make them travel, problem starts. You start comparing. Are you not seeing your mates? Are you not seeing how they are traveling out of the country for summer and coming back every year? Problem ensues. Now, the truth of the matter is, you must understand what marriage really is. Not what you have seen other people do, 
or what you have heard other people do. Other things, we like call them extras. There are basics. And if you have a clear picture of how God expects a marriage to be, you will have a beautiful home. Hallelujah. We've all had our fair share of trouble. I felt a lot of people this. The greatest thing you must recognize about marriage is that two different people are coming together. You did not grow up together. You even twins have conflicts. How much more people from different backgrounds? How much more people from, with different ideologies? You must understand that it will take the hand of God. It will take spiritual understanding for two people to walk together for 50 years and still remain together. It will take wisdom. It will take spiritual help for you to be able to stay together with someone that is coming from a, a totally different background, a totally different culture. An Igbo man is getting married to a Yoruba man and they are able to come together and have, you know, understanding of each other with various or diverse cultural, uh, uh, will I call it, um, I don't know what word to use now. Their cultures don't tally at all. What the Yorubas believe is not what the Igbos believe. What they eat here is not what they eat here. What the values are for the Yorubas is not what the values are for the Igbos. But how can these two people be one and live in peace. It takes spiritual understanding. It takes insight from God's word. And tonight I want to share with everyone here the secrets that the Lord showed to me himself. At my early years of marriage. Okay, first let me say, this is 12 years of being married. Hallelujah. So I believe I have something to share. Not just that the anointing of God is upon us to minister, but we also have experience. Early years, I had my fair share of weeping and worries. Not for anything, but because understanding wasn't there. Because we got in like many are getting in. Not knowing what exactly marriage was all about. Rather, we got in with ideas in our mind. This is how it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to be. If I call three ladies, you'll be surprised at their idea of marriage. And so that, those years, while I worried, and I had some times where I cried and said, Lord, this is not what I planned. This is not how I taught it. And then, the Lord began to show me the way to being happy. The way to a successful home. And I want to just share that truth with you. And I believe that it will form a strong foundation for everyone that is not yet married. And it will be an eye-opener for those that are already married your relationship can move on to the next level. Hallelujah. I came tonight with a heart desire. Just as Renaissance Assembly has gone from good to great, that relationships will go from good to great. Hallelujah. 
we've had situations where a lot of people have come complaining. Funny enough, the complaints are not just in the world. It seems to be more even in the church. Where a wife, she, a wife is tired and fed up. And she doesn't want a game. Oh, Pastor, I'm, I'm, not, I'm no more interested. I'm divorcing this man. I'm no more interested. The, the number of people contemplating divorce in church is growing rapidly. And that's because something is not right. The number of guys contemplating escaping. You know, a guy was saying he's planning to just leave her and escape. I'm telling you, a believing husband, planning to just one day walk out of the house and not return. A believing husband in this century, I'm not talking about in those days. What will make a man plan to just pack one day and step out and not return? Something is not right somewhere. And that's why I believe that by the Spirit of God, this message is coming to us. So that if you are not yet married, you begin to see how God sees marriage. You see the way God sees it. And you prepare yourself so that when you get there, you will not provoke your husband to disappear on you. Or be the one to get fed up and want to walk out on the relationship. A lot of things happening in the world is happening in Christian marriages. And they are having challenges staying together. But that is not how God intended it to be. Hallelujah. I feel like saying these things ought not so to be. We can stay in a marriage and be happy. I've not said that challenges will not come up. But just as challenges come up in life and you overcome them, so they will come up in marriages and you will overcome them. Can I hear an amen? But the foundation must be properly laid. I'm believing for happier homes. I'm believing for modern marriages in Renaissance Assembly. Hallelujah. That your families will wonder what is holding you together. But you will know that because you have the right understanding, that's the reason your marriage is blossoming. I've shared this with people that are close. But I want to share it with everyone tonight. And I believe that it will be a blessing in Jesus' name. Let's turn our scriptures to Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20. Very interesting. Please at this moment, calm down and pay attention. Everyone. Everyone. You might not be married, but this affects you. Ephesians 5 verse 20. I would like to read NLT. NLT. All right. It says, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I'll read through before I begin to throw light on the verses. Verse 22. For wives, this means submit your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church, 
He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. To make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Next verse. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. Let's take it in the message translation. From verse 21. Message. Out of respect for Christ, be cautiously reverent to one another. 22. Wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to his church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. So just as the church submits to Christ, as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her. Dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. Many of us quote this scripture, but look at the two you take. You go to the wives and you say, wives, submit. Did you not read? The Bible says submit. Submit to your husband. Then the woman replies, you, did you not see you love your wife? And rather than understanding the scripture, they use it for arguments. It's now who will obey their own. When you love me, I will submit to you. Then the man goes, how can I love you when you don't submit? So, there is trouble Everybody is fighting, looking for who is going to obey what God has said. But if you read in between the lines, you will see what God really was focusing on. And let me start by saying, this scripture, if the husbands or the husbands-to-be understand the scripture, everything God said you will have, you will have. Hallelujah. The sweetness in marriage you will enjoy. Let's start this way. Reading through the scripture, why did I not read from King James? I wanted you to see a clear picture. What God was painting. He was painting a picture of God and the church. He was likening the marriage to the union between God and his church. God likened the church to the woman. Said that the woman is like the church. And the husband is like God to the church. I will come from this angle to make it easier for you to understand. 
If you know how God deals with His church, I know many of us will not argue what God does with His church. It is natural that God gives us instructions as the church. Amen? How many of you agree with that? If they say, us say the Lord, who, who goes against us say the Lord? Who argues with us say the Lord? Many of you go for services, not because you feel like, but in obedience to God's instruction. You are serving, you are evangelizing, you are sowing your seeds, because you know that that action will please the Lord. You are helping the poor, you are smiling, you are doing things that the scripture has asked us to do, not because we feel like doing them, but because we know. That it will please the Lord. And we have come to understand that the Lord is the head. He's the one in charge of the church. So the church automatically submits without questioning. Amen. If that is easy to understand, that God is telling you that wives, let me talk to women now. That God is saying, just as the church is to God, that's how women are to their husbands. If you will understand it, argument will cease at home. No one argues with Almighty God. You believe that God has your interest in heart or at heart. You believe that God is there for you. You believe that God will provide for you. God will protect you. You believe that God loves you. Don't start with questioning the motive of the man. Don't start with trying to find out if, if he's, he's really loving you the way God said. No. Start with being the church. Start with being what the church is supposed to be. Young ladies, build your mind to be the church when you get married. It's not about the size of the man or the size of his pocket or what he has or what he doesn't have. The scripture says... Just as the church is to God, that's how the wife is to her husband. So we don't ask questions. I tell people, see, when this picture is imprinted in your heart, there, I have this motto, as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Help me say, as unto the Lord. He said, wives, submit to your husband as unto the Lord. I'll tell you what makes it easy for me to submit. I see that it's God I'm doing it for. It's, it's not about whether he deserves it or not. If you start judging who deserves what, you will not do anything. Am I saying something? If we start judging even who deserves your greeting, you will not greet people. I, there's this man, I, I saw him today again. He's a security man in my son's school. The way he answers my greeting, I don't like it. He really doesn't deserve my greeting. But I've come to accept that motto as unto the Lord. The greeting is not for him. It will please the Lord that I greet him, so I greet him. Not because he deserves it. Not because I feel like it. But because it will please the Lord, I greet him. That's the attitude that causes you to win in life. It is as unto the Lord. Submission is as unto the Lord. Look at how he's talking to me. Then he's telling me to submit. Nonsense. 
You slap me, I slap you back. Then you did not understand Ephesians 5.25. He said it is as unto the Lord. Our submission is not a question of whether he deserves it, or whether he has loved us first, or whether he loved us last. It is as unto the Lord because we are the church. We are doing what Christ has called us to do. If you are praying because you know that the Lord has asked you to pray, you will submit because he has asked you to submit. It's easy. Help me tell your neighbor, submitting is easy. Ladies, I, I, I see how men are doing it now. <laughs> no, but it's easy. I've seen where young ladies are saying, me, I'm not take that nonsense. So when I marry, eh? Hey, hey. I won't take that trash from any man. Please, you will take the trash. Oh. It's better you start reconditioning your mind to take the trash. It will help you than trying to pose as the one that is tough and not willing to take the trash. We don't have time for a long message today, but I just want to drop very vital keys. It is as unto the Lord. Submitting to your... Why will you not fight your husband? Church, you they fight God. Hey, you did not read the scripture that the wife is the church. So if you are fighting your husband, something is wrong with you. That means you can fight God too now. That's the truth. That means you don't know how to submit to authority. They are blowing. It's blowing time. You punch one, you punch two. I heard someone say, if he pushes me, I'll push him back. I know I win job, but no problem. Ah, there's problem now. Why will I just accept to have black eye? For what? Every day you are wearing dark shade. You don't know that you are a fighter, boxer. Boxer. You are in church. Bless you, brother. <laughs> Bless you, sister. Yes, pastor. Yes, pastor. But in the house, it's not yes, pastor. So why will you be calling me like that? Can't you call somebody gently? Come here. Have you seen women that find fault in everything? Maybe because they, they grew up in, a, in an environment where the father was oppressing the mother. They see oppression in everything. Give me that salt. Every time you be sending somebody, what happened to your hand? Husband can't send wife message again. You know, she, she just sees oppression in everything. And that's not because the man is oppressing her. It's because of the wrong mindset. Because she grew up in such an environment, she had formed a mindset, and she's ready for war. Please, this is not time for war. Hallelujah. Help me tell your neighbor, it's not time for war. Tell them, please, let's make peace. Let's make peace. <laughs> I like those that are sitting with their wives, just in case you fought war this morning. No more wars. The secret, ladies, it makes submitting easy. Is as unto the Lord. When you look at Him, see the Lord. See your reward coming from the Lord. There are times you are obeying. Have God not told you to do something and you cried? 
Okay, if, if you have not been told, I have. Oh. The one God told you to do, you are crying. Oh Lord, even Jesus was praying, change your mind. God can give you an instruction that you, is not pleasing. But you are not fighting obeying it. It's just that you are obeying it with tears. Some of you have been asked to sow seeds that you were crying. God, can't you change your mind? You know, well, when I was asked to marry a pastor, I cried. Can't you change your mind on this one? Oh Lord, not one day cry. It took some days. And I'll go to pray. And the prayer is, Oh God! Because I told myself I will not marry a pastor. Be careful what you tell yourself. Hallelujah. I tell people from experience. When you start making mouth, Hey, God forbid, just know you have set yourself up. You know, many of you are in Riverside. Me marry Kwereman. God forbid, I know the Ikweman is coming. In fact, your first proposal will be an Ikweman. The next one will be Ikweman. You go say they use Ikweman swear for me. <laughs> but you go marry Ikweman. You go see. Yeah, because you've just set your heart that way. Say, ah, come marry Ikweman. Chinasa used to talk like that. So Ikweman, get ready. Chinasa is available. Is as unto the Lord. It makes submission easy. It makes it easy. When you think of it as something you are doing to please the Lord, it makes it easy. It might be heavy, but the Bible says to us that His burden is light. That's you acting in faith. Anything you do that you're not doing in faith will not please the Lord. So, I'm respecting I'm obeying. I'm cooking even when I'm tired. I'm keeping quiet even when I'm scared to answer back. Because I'm telling myself as unto the Lord. And that just keeps me calm. And keeps me going. If every woman in this room will learn to say as unto the Lord. Will learn to say to themselves. See, okay, there's something coming to my heart now. I didn't tell you to start telling him. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just obeying you as unto the Lord. <laughs> Women, voila, no be small. You know, you preach to them, you think you have taught them something. They'll just turn it around now. Yeah, because, it's just because pastor said as unto the Lord. <laughs> so now, as unto the Lord will become another trouble in the house. Okay, now I didn't say announce to him it's as unto the Lord. Tell yourself. As unto the Lord is your own motto. It's your own inspiration. It's what keeps you going. It's that word you mutter under your breath. It's for you. Everyone doesn't have to know what is driving you. But they just see action. They just see you acting out the right way. And they are wondering, what's keeping her going? But you know the secret. It's as what? Unto the Lord. There's so much to say, but if I am successful with dropping that submission, as the scripture says, it says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband. Not or not. So, do you know that women submit more to another person's husband? Yes. 
Sasa, Sasa, to another person's husband. The other, other husband will call, you are running. But your own husband is your mate. But the submission, he said here, is your own husband. Submit to your own. Your husband is your king, not another woman's husband. Many carry other women's husband as their king. And their own husband is the boy boy. No. Your own husband. He said, see how he put it. Unto your own husband. So, he's not missing words. Submission is not to another man's husband. Or another woman's husband, sorry. Submission is to your husband. And it is the will of God that every woman submits to her own husband. It's not stupidity. If friends call you foolish, say it is as unto the Lord. Foolishness as unto the Lord is great wisdom. Hallelujah. He says you can be wise in your own eyes, but before the Lord you are foolish. Maybe you think confronting him all the time is wisdom. That man thinks I no get sense. You see that thing, the girls call sense all the time. Sense, sense. I don't know. Do, they're always dragging sense. Things are no get sense. Things are no get sense. But your actions show that you no get sense. How can you drag him and be fighting in public? And people are seeing him tearing, seeing you tearing his shirt and stoning his car. He says, things are no get sense. Things are no get sense. Ah. Someone standing by corner will just, this girl no get sense. Am I correct? Yes, now. You, you are there making noise. Things are no get sense. No, you don't get sense. Because if you get sense, that thing you did, you no go do. But you see, the sense, sense is in following what the Lord has said. As unto the Lord. Even if the man doesn't know and goes about saying, my wife no get sense. Even God will look at him as a fool. But at the end of it all, the just judge will vindicate you, will cause you to shine. No man aligns with God and loses. It never happens. So, let it be in you today. It might look like a difficult task. But if you say, I love the Lord. He said, those that love me keep my commandments. Hallelujah. And this is an instruction from God. Wives, whether you are already a wife or a wife-to-be, begin to learn, I will submit. If you look at your life and submission is an issue, start adjusting yourself. You know, there are some, you are in relationship, not yet marriage, but you are fighting, you are fighting as if you own the man's destiny. They, fight, they are not yet married, but if you see the fight, you see the blows. So we must understand the importance of aligning with God's plan. God had a reason for saying, wife, submit. He didn't say husband, submit. He said, wife, submit. But let me show you something else. Give me the next verse. He says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Look at the next verse. 
Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. If you are a wife or a lady, lift up your hand, say, I will be subject to my husband in everything. See, these confessions we make, they help us a great deal. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand one more time. Say, in Jesus' name, I will be subject to my husband in everything. Can I talk to the men? Okay, like I've been hitting on the women, right? All right. God is a just God. He balanced the two. Show us the men. Husband. Wives, read it for them. One to go. Okay, I made mistake. Women, read it for the men. Love your... And... Who did they say husbands should love? Did he say love girls? <laughs> husbands have left loving wives and they are loving girls. Loving babes. He said love your wife. Not love babe. You are licensed to love, but love your wives. Stop loving girls and start loving wives. I saw the way you were nodding your head when I said, submit to your own husband, not other people's husband. Say yes. Hey, see, love your wife, not other girls. There are some that, that they are walking into church with their wife, but they are, they are busy checking out another baby. <laughs> Even in church. You think they are worshipping. You know, they lift their hands. Oh Lord. But man, the picture of that girl. Kite, she's looking beautiful today, man. Pastor is saying, tell your neighbor. He wants to leave the neighbor here. And go and tell the other neighbor. You are looking great. <laughs> eh, 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 eh. Shake your head. Say, eh, 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 eh. Not like that. Eh, 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 eh. You know, it's, uh, is it Ghanaian? Say, eh, eh, Charlie. Eh, 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 eh. No. The love is for wife. But you talk to guys and they say, man, they can't just, they, they're not feeling it anymore. The thing is not clicking. Let it click. Oh. <laughs> Even when it was not clicking, you married her that time. Then now, because. You are seeing light somewhere else now. Suddenly it's not clicking. See. As Christ also loved the church. And please give me NLT. Today is for NLT. Not King James. King James is, is speaking big grammar. Show us in NLT. He said for husbands. This means love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church. Just as. It's not less. Just as Christ loved the church, if a husband understands how did Christ love the church, there will be no problem in your home. You are loving your own way. No, God showed us the way. He said there is a way Christ loved. Go and model the love of Christ and the church. Just 
in case you are not aware, Christ gave up his life for the church. Have you seen the husbands that are busy eating outside? No feeding money. No feeding money, but they have eaten. They have eaten food with pomo, with cow leg, everything. Loving themselves. And the woman starving. That's not Christ's model of love. He said, let the love be the way Christ loved the church. And gave himself for a dying church. A stinking church. He said, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. A man is busy arguing. Her behavior, her behavior is not allowing me to love her. You don't know how Christ loved the church. Christ loved us out of sin. We didn't get saved because of any other thing, but the understanding of how much He loved us. That's the message we preach. God loves you and everything is alright. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. His love covers the multitude of sins. He said, just as Christ loved the church, church, see, if you will love your wife as Christ loved the church, you will forgive her her sins into the future. I'm not preaching my sermon. It's not my message. It's what is here. See, I, did, I sat and the Holy Ghost showed me this scripture. And it transformed my life. It was easier. Marriage became easier. People say, hey, how are you doing it? How ah, well done. Hey, how am I doing it? See how I'm doing it. This is how I'm doing it. It's the understanding. It's as unto the Lord. It's the understanding. Christ has loved me. I believe in this love. If we will love, husbands, I'm talking to you. If you will love as Christ loved the church, sit down and assess how Christ loved the church. Christ didn't love a good church. Christ did not love a clean church. Christ did not love a hard-working church. It was a dirty-smelling church. It was a wicked church. Your wife has not even reached that level of wickedness. An unfaithful church. The worst of everything. People that didn't love him, yet he died. He came to save them, and yet they are stoning him. Has your wife reached that level? They are spitting on him. With all he brought to offer them, yet he loved them. Yet on the cross he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not. Can you say, my wife knows not what she's doing? So I will forgive you. You, know, you don't know what they do. No worry. See, if you can tell yourself that regularly, peace will reign. And that woman, in her madness, will change. Love is the strongest force. You can love a woman into correction. Ask yourself the question. All the beating don't change her. I believe the abuse has changed her. Instead, it has toughened her. The one that used to talk one night is talking ten. 
Before she used to fight with her, now she has learned to carry bottle. Just to match your strength. Before when you slap her, she will cry. Now she needs to cry again. To show you that C2 has become hardened. So the truth is, it hasn't worked. Why not try loving her? Why not love her in faith? Yielding yourself to scripture. Just as. That's why I said the motto is as unto the Lord. Just as Christ. Just as Christ loved the church. That's how we love our wives. You are single, you are not yet married, but start telling yourself, I will love my wife the way Christ loved the church. When you start preparing your heart that way, it will be easier for you. Not looking for a woman that is all perfect to love. Anyone God gives me that is my wife, I will love her. I will love her unconditionally. Those of you that punch women, I don't know how Christ has punched the church. The Christ that we are talking about has never punched the church. When pastor comes and teaches, your sins have been forgiven. God has no qualms with you. You are jumping. Amen. Glory. You like that one. But he said as unto the Lord. And then says, just as Christ loved the church. Do the same thing Christ is doing to the church. Do it to your wife. He said, for what? That stupid woman, for what? That wicked woman, for what? If God says to you, that wicked boy, for what? You will survive, you know, right? You know all that you do to the Lord, right? And he has not killed you. He didn't break your leg. But many men want to blind the girl's eye. You beat her and beat her until you blind her. She says one, you have slapped. Have you seen those that slap? They didn't even know they slapped. <laughs> Reflex. They are no more in control of muscle movement. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not joking, really. Before you know what's happening, pass. It has gone. Then they tell you, stop, stop making me do these kind of things. How now? I carried your hand and slapped my face. How? Say, you are the one. You are the one that makes me do the things I don't want to do. You start quoting scripture. Even Paul said the things I, I, I do not want to do, I find myself doing. <laughs> you didn't hear that what will cause you to sin, cut it off. If you don't have control of that hand anymore, probably you should amputate it. It's better to go to heaven with one hand than two that will cause you to sin. Hallelujah. As Christ loved the church. That's, that's the secret. If you will love as Christ loved. See, we didn't say the woman will mess up. No, no, no. Just as you mess up, right? We all do now. At one point or the other. We are the church. We mess up. But God still loves us. God still loves us. As Christ loved the church. I'll end on this note. I wanted to highlight... The issue of submission and love. If you are a young man getting married or intending to be married, a young woman intending to be married or you are already married, take a cue from this and move your marriage to greatness. You can have a great marriage. 
you can have a great relationship. That relationship can be void of quarrel, fightings. If you will study Ephesians 5, go home, study for yourself, and let the voice of God re echo in your heart. Every woman will know that submission is as unto the Lord. It's not whether they deserve it. You are doing it as unto the Lord. I love, if you read down, there's a part the scripture says, men should know that they're loving their wife is loving themselves. Kai, I saw that one. I said, God was so direct. He said, how do you love yourself? There's a man I know. Sometimes I feel like crying for his wife. How he, he loves himself. If you see how he takes care of himself, and his wife has no place in his life. In fact, he doesn't care. He doesn't even care at all. But the Bible clearly says, if you love your wife, you are loving yourself. That means, you loving your wife, reading from NLT and message, he says, adorn her. Taking care of your wife is good business. It's God's idea of love. Someone say, eh, God said love. Did he say spend money? Did he say spend money? Please show them what God said. Give me in, in message. Message translation. He said, and that is how husbands ought to love their wives. They are really doing themselves what? Hey, loving your wife is doing yourself what? A favor. He said, since they are already one in marriage, go on. Nobody abuses his own body, does he? He said, no. He feeds and pampers it. That's how Christ treats us, the church. Next. He says, since we are part of his body. No, let's go up. I'm looking for something. Go up to verse 25 or thereabouts. 26, 25, 26. I'm looking for something. I'm, I'm rounding up now. He says, Christ's love makes the church whole. His word evokes her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of the church. Everything he does and says... But there are husbands that everything he does and says is to provoke the woman. Is to demean her. Look at you, foolish woman. You don't even have sense at all. You don't even know anything. Never will praise come out of his mouth. It's always abuse. That's not the way Christ does it. Hallelujah. Listen, please go home and take out time. Study Ephesians 5 from 21 down. You will understand. Take it in NLT. Take it in message. And then you can come back to King James. You will see the secret in it. If you're married or you intend to be married, your home will be built on the right foundation. When you learn to submit as the church submits, when you learn to love as Christ loves the church, everything will be alright. The last thing I said I was going to say to us, Another thing that we saw that causes a lot of troubles in homes. Please, can we bless the refreshments? We receive it with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Another thing that we saw that causes a lot of strife is focus. Help me ask your neighbor, what's your focus? Ask the other neighbor, please, what's your focus? I actually intended to bring a magnifying glass. Many of you know a magnifying lens. Please, if you could project that for us, I would love that. I intended to come with a magnifying lens. It just escaped my mind. 
And one day, I learned something very, very interesting. If you take a magnifying lens, all right? Let's assume this is a magnifying lens. I just thought this here. And you try to, what do they use it to do? They, it helps you to focus on an item, right? And it, um, what's the word? It amplifies, magnifies the word. It magnifies what you are focusing on. You cannot use a magnifying lens to look around. It's useless that way. It helps you focus and magnify. Now, if you take a, 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 a magnifying lens and you focus on something that is dirty, all you will see is how big the dirt is. Standing from afar, you might not see cobwebs, you might not see it's brown, you might not see a lot of things. But when you use the magnifying lens, you will see that the holes are big. You will see that the thing has decayed. You see that it's so dirty. It just magnifies how bad the situation is. In the same way, you take a magnifying lens and you start looking at a beautiful bag like this one here. And you check this way. The blue will be magnified. Everything will just be big. What am I trying to say? Many of us magnify wrongs in our partners. We focus on wrong when there are a whole lot of right things to focus on. You take that lens and you focus on Oga. See in big nose. See in eye. That's why, that's why, that's why, that's why. Nonsense. See the pimple on his nose. You even be seeing things nobody else is seeing. And people are wondering for you. They think that's your problem. That, that's, you know, when you start talking, they say, what's your problem, Seth? What's the issue? You have chosen to focus on wrong. And once you have focused on wrong, wrong will be so big, it will not even allow you to see right. Tonight, my instruction, or will I say the instruction of God to you is, change your focus. Change your what? Switch from focusing on wrong. Maybe turn it to the other eye, probably. And focus on, even if it's that one good virtue that he has. It might be one good virtue that she has. If you just keep your eye there, remove the eye from all the bad things, you will last longer. You will stay happier. Oh, she's this, she's that, she's that, she's that. Okay, let me just choose to look at, wow, she's so hardworking. If this girl works here, hi. Instead of looking at all these other bad things, focus on that one good thing. It will keep the relationship going. Apart from submitting and loving, change your focus. These three things will help you. And I'll give an assignment to every husband and every wife tonight. Go home and write out ten things you like about your spouse. And start focusing on it. Focus, maybe it's not up to ten. Maybe it's two. They say write ten. You think, think, think. You can't think out ten. I'm sorry about that. It's not my fault. Maybe when you start submitting us unto the Lord, more things will come out. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you hinder flow. <laughs> you can hinder flow. He, 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 you are not allowing him to be romantic. 
you can hinder flow. He wants to love you, but your character... Have you seen faces that don't allow love to flow? And they tell you, I'm not joking. You want to love somebody. <laughs> you try. The face is not allowing you love them. Because the... The face... So, there are some people like that. It didn't just frustrate me. The face... You want to smile. Hey! And love somebody. The face is not allowing you love them. You just walk away. Carry your love and go. Because of the way they are behaving. The way their face is. You can't love them. So probably you don't have ten things to write about your spouse. It's your fault. So you will change yourself so that love will flow. You understand? Uh, when, when you are a happier person, the man will be around you. Then you will know him more. Every time you complain. If he just comes around. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why this is like this. He can go just wrong. <laughs> Well, if he comes, you just be happy he came. Be happy. Just, just be happy. Just smile. You know? That sitting down there, he might just remove something from your head. Then you just tell yourself, hey, this man is scary, you know? <laughs> but, you know, if he did not hang around long enough, you wouldn't know he's scary. You know what I'm talking about now. Hey, so if every time someone comes around you, <laughs> Complain, complain, complain as if you are the only one suffering in uh, 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 yeah, what is this man's name again? Buaris Tenor. It's not only you. Everybody is in this Buaris Tenor. But you behave like it's only you. It's only you APC has hammered. No, it's not only you. So just be happier. Amen. And you will see loving things flow out of that man. Amen. So tonight we leave with three important facts. Number one, wives do what? Submit to add your own, own, own. Your own, alright, as unto the Lord. And husbands, can all husbands and all men say in Jesus' name, I will love my wife. As Christ has loved the church. I will forgive her into the future. I will not speak her down. I will speak her up. I will adorn her. And make her cherished. Say an amen. And then finally focus on the right things. Alright? So this evening, I believe that in the midst of all the entertainment, information... Knowledge has come. You will have better homes. Amen. You will. I believe that in Jesus' name. You will have better homes. If you were having troubles, if you, you know the, the interesting thing, or will I say the annoying thing, not interesting. There are some people I expected to be here, so they will hear this thing. They are not even here. And they are the ones fighting in the house. Now they are not here. They are, I don't know whether they are fighting right now. Maybe that's why they are not here. But see, there are times when you see Satan, you say, get thee behind me, Satan. Because his plan is to hinder you from making progress. Why will they not be here? To hear how to have a better home. Now they are not here. God will help them in Jesus' name. Are you enjoying your meal? All right.
We are closing. But just before then, we have, I believe that wives have something they want to do. Right? Are they here? You have something you want to do? Let me see your hand. Okay. Is that the only wife? <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Put your hands together for our wives. So can the wives gorgeously rise up on their feet? And um, they have something they want to present to their husbands. Hallelujah. Yes. Oga, leave her alone. Let her do it. <laughs> All right. So we will allow the ladies talk to their men. And I don't know why people are hiding at the back. Onis M.M. All right. Where's your husband? Favor. All right. Okay. So let's let's allow the ladies. I I know that they have stuff they want to do. So please, while others are watching, get inspired. This is how you should be married. Hallelujah. And spice up your home. Okay. So if you're ready, please go ahead. Let's just give the women an opportunity to say what they want to say and do what they want to do. It's an exchange of gifts. If you want the microphone, please, we will give you. If you have something special, you want to renew your vow, whatever you want to do. <laughs> you want to propose to the man very well now. Whatever. I love that some of you have taken out time to make it special. All right, please, can the husbands rise up as they... Receive, put your hands together for them. All right. Make sure you do it well, oh. They don't used to present something without a kiss now. Praise Jesus. You know, when you give something, oh no, now I'm alone. Oh no. For the sake of the gospel, I will be blessed tonight. Amen. All right. You want microphone, Winifred? Okay, give her microphone. She has so much to deliver. <laughs> All right. Can they go ahead, please? You want the mic? All right. If they want the mic, please let them have the mic. Favor wants the mic. If you want your own private, do that. Go. Ah, now, now you are finished. You didn't kiss him all. We didn't see you. Hey, put your hands together. Let them do it well. It's Valentine. It's Valentine. Say, I love you. Now I have been taught to submit to you. I will submit to you. You know, you see, Shetty is blushing. Ah, things are going on here. Wow. You see, now the children say, I've not seen my mommy kiss my daddy before. Now they know you love them. All right, put your hands together for them. Hallelujah. Ah, favor things that she's in Indian garden. See, see, she has lifted her legs. <laughs> Favor. <laughs> if they leave you. Ah, please babe. Okay, don't worry. Please stand, stand. Cause the men also have something they want to do. Uh, the Lord, the scripture says that they should love you and shower you with gifts. So please, can the men that have what they want to deliver to their lovely ladies rise up please and do that in the spirit of love. Where, where are they? Don't fall my hand now, man. Where are they? He said, go to that scripture. Open that scripture. It says, giving, not getting. 
They have all collected. They are now sitting down. All right. Give to those that... Um, you, you need microphone, sir? All right. You see, give him microphone. Let's hear his love poem. Hallelujah. Focus the camera on them, please. You see, see, see the way he's holding the hand. He didn't just drag her stand up. It's a gentle thing. You know? Oh my God. Okay. I sang the song to her. Oh, look at the voice. On our wedding day. So, just to tell you that, I didn't forget the song. She's the most beautiful. Ah! She's my most beautiful. She's the most beautiful. Hell. I'll love you every day. Ah. Oh. Okay, wait, wait. Let him present his yes, yes, yes. This is unto his lovely wife. And seal it with a very beautiful um, kiss now. That's it. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. You know, who said church people cannot be romantic? Don't mind them. Who, who taught them romance? Is it not our God? That saw Adam. Say Adam. Don't know what you are doing with animals. It's not good to be alone. <laughs> and sent Eve to help his destiny. The Lord is the author of romance. Hallelujah. That's a wonderful one. We encourage love. We encourage couples to express love. Please. As a church... We encourage couples to express love. Tomorrow, we will be having a service here, and it's still love in Renaissance. And we have the part two of things that we have not said that will be said tomorrow. But those of you from other chapters, you're having services in your churches. So please, you will be having your own love in Renaissance in your church chapter, Bloma in your church, and D-Line in your church. But those in GRA church... You'll be here, and it will be a part two of what we had today. Hallelujah. If you are excited about this evening, let me see you put your hands together and celebrate God. Amen. If it wasn't perfect, forgive us. It's the first love in Renaissance. The next one will be better. Hallelujah. We are trying to make sure that things go the way they ought to go. Please. Don't forget to show love always. But show love to the right people. The sister lamenting in the drama said she spent money on guys and they still broke her heart. She was loving the wrong people. Love the right people. Love the right people. And your heart will not be broken. Make sure you understand that truth and you spend your life loving the right people. The one God has directed you to love. Shower them with love, and you will not regret loving them. Amen. Amen. Can we rise up on our feet to close? Membership school graduation is on Sunday. Hallelujah. Don't forget, get yourselves ready for that. Did you have a nice time tonight? All right. Please go home from here. You hear me? 
Where did I say you should go to? Go home. Where well, is caught somebody under any tree? Go home. Hmm? Go home. We have finished the Valentine's. Okay. This one is enough for 2018. Go home. It's alright. So that you will not cry like that sister was crying. Let those pacolis, that type that will carry you now to, to go and drink, not find you. Go home. Hallelujah. Don't, nobody should be waiting for you at the gate. Tell them you are finished, Valentine. Anyone that did not enter here with you, tell them you are finished. Go home. Your own homo. Go to your own homes. Don't go to another person's home. Go to your house. Amen. Have you been blessed this evening? Can we just bow our heads and commit our relationships into God's hand? Commit your marriages into God's hand. Say, Father, my marriage will be a model. My relationship will be a model for others to learn from. I will have testimonies to share. You might be young, but you can pray that prayer and say, Lord, when I get into a relationship, it will be a model for others. Pray that prayer for yourselves tonight. Every couple, lift up your hands and pray. You can hold hands together and say, Lord, we have entered into greatness in our marriage. We are no more enjoying good. It is now a great marriage. Things are better. For a better understanding has come upon us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. My Father and King, we thank you. For all that you have done, we celebrate your love. We celebrate your goodness. And Father, we thank you for your word that has come. We receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Today we live here, not as hearers, but doers of these words. Father, emulating what you have shown to us. Lord, we stand to declare that our marriages and relationships will become role models for others in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We speak into every marriage here present. And today, by the hand of God, we lift every marriage from good to great in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We speak into every relationship. We ask that it will step up to its next level in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for your hand that is upon us all. I pray that every single person will function with the right mindset. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that the right guidance will be given to the single ones here present. That, Lord, when they get married, they will get it right in the name of Jesus. And their marriages will become an example. Thank you, Father, for the power of sin is broken over us in Jesus' name. Lord, failed marriages have come to an end in our church in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for we have a great testimony. In Jesus' most excellent name we pray. I am all that God says that I am. I can do all that God says I can do. I have all that God says that I have. I've overcome this world. I've overcome sin, sickness, and poverty. I have an excellent spirit. I'm a proof.
Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Take it to man.